Hello, you are listening to Quick Draft Insight, the place for NBA draft enthusiasts to flock to. You will hear only perfect draft opinions and insight, hence the name, on this podcast. There will be absolutely no bad takes come the start of the 2023-24 NBA season after the draft is over and everything. You will see my takes come to be reality and come to fruition. If I say that some random undrafted player is going to be a key contributor in year one, then he most certainly is because my last name is right. So therefore, I am never wrong. That is a joke that a lot of people have used before. And to be honest, it's gotten a little bit old, but it is true. When it comes to the NBA draft, I am probably at my peak rightness as well. That is something to keep an eye on. What I'm going to be doing today is talking about the top returning NBA draft prospects. The guys who could have entered the draft last year, but chose not to in order to try to either help their draft positioning, or in some cases, maybe even make more money through their NIL name image likeness. But aside from off the court things, there are some really good prospects that I think can be really good who are coming back to college or going back for another season overseas. Now, this isn't a super strong returning group, I wouldn't say. It is projected to be very young draft class, 2023 that is. A lot of freshmen. But anyway, I'm going to be discussing a lot of different returning prospects. Maybe a few guys you've never heard of. And I'm really just kind of going to be going with the flow and saying whatever comes to my head. So yeah. Uh, Should be something, definitely something. There are some really interesting dudes that come to my head when thinking of returners. So let's, let's get into it. Starting with my guy, my top returning prospect, Terquavion Smith from NC State. The dude is just a, he's insane to me in a lot of ways. He's like a microwave scorer, very, very good at scoring, very, very, very confident. He has gotten a lot better as a shooter. I don't think he was really too much of a shooter in high school. Don't know much about his high school status since he was a a lesser known guy. But his shooting potential that he showed in college is, is just nuts. I mean... He shot, I think, over 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, but he also has a lot of dribble moves and stuff that he can use to create separation. And like I said, he's very confident, so he will shoot from anywhere on the court, like pretty much quite literally. Like he, he just He's insane in a lot of ways there. Now, he is pretty small in terms of strength and size. He's about 6'4", but... I think only around 100, 160, 170 pounds. So he does need to bulk up if he wants to be a really good NBA player. But I don't think that it's his biggest 
thing that he needs to work on necessarily. I don't think that it's going to stop him from being a really good NBA player. He's he's a hustler for his his size and his physical limitations. He's a really, really solid defender. I think he can be good in that area. He's pesky. And he can do just about everything that you could expect from a 170-pound, 6'4", combo guard, wing player. And he's he's really awesome, I think. He's a lot of fun to watch. And I think that he's a guy that does have some star potential. And so that's why he's my top returning prospect. And just so you know, these guys that I'm going to talk about, there's quite a few of them. They're not in order of best to worst or anything like that. I just thought it'd be fitting to start with someone that I really, really like as a prospect. And I really, really like Jaquavion Smith. So I put him first. There's another guy that I, I like quite a bit. I don't like him as much as some people. I think I've got him in the early 20s, which is still pretty high. But that is Leonard Miller. And he was playing in like Canada, but he will be he'll be going to the G League Ignite. He could have entered the draft last year, of course. Kind of toyed around with that but he ultimately ended up going for the G League Ignite, where he should have a lot of opportunity to flash his skills against high-level competition. And he's like a ridiculously weird, fluid, funky athlete. He's really interesting and weird to watch. He's got kind of an awkward shooting form. And, but like he he's pretty good at getting the ball in the basket. Like he has shooting potential, just looks weird. I I'd, I'd say he's still pretty raw on almost all areas of his game, but one thing that does stand out is just his passing instincts. And it, there are some passes that where he just totally throws the ball into the stands and it's it's weird again. But he has other passes that are just brilliant, and he think he's the best passer in the universe. So it's just kind of kind of an interesting prospect in that way, where hasn't really been consistent and hasn't gotten a lot of showtime moments on the highest stage. He has not gotten very much exposure as a prospect up until probably right around a year or even less than a year ago. He's very athletic. He's got a good frame, not super strong, needs to bulk up to be to be a good player in the post and to be good at screening and all that stuff. But he is very tall and he's got long arms, kind of has a little bit of point forward potential. I think he's a little bit awkward still handling the ball in a way. He's a good ball handler, but he's a little bit awkward. Looks a little bit funky. His whole game and play style and everything about him is just a little bit funky. If I if I was gonna use one word to describe Leonard Miller, it would be funky. But I do really like him and I think if he can kinda keep working on the stuff that he needs to work on, he has a lot of potential. He's still very young, 
So I think he can end up being pretty good. And then another guy that I think is kind of weird, not as weird as Leonard Miller, but kind of weird is Arthur Kaluma. He's got an electric all-around game playing for Creighton. And he needs to improve as a shooter, which for people who don't look at stats and just watch college basketball, this might sound weird for me to say because like, he looks like a really good shooter, confident, and it looks pretty smooth. He's got a decent release. It's it's very very fluid and smooth. But his shooting percentages really aren't all that good. I don't think his free throw percentage is all that good either. So he he really needs to to get to be a more consistent shooter. He does have hot moments where he makes a lot of threes in a row, but it is definitely kind of one of his weaknesses in a way. He has a lot of potential there. Um, he's he's a really pretty athletic player. He's got a great frame and he is powerful. Like he's got some some times where he just pulls up for a dunk and just absolutely hammers the ball through through the rim, and that's really fun to see. It's fun to watch, and He's a good cutter, a good slasher, gets to the rim, creates good rim pressure. But the thing that I I do like Kaluma, I've got him in my mid-20s as well. But the thing that I don't love about him is that he isn't especially amazing at any specific skill. He's kind of just like, he he looks in almost every era area of his game like he's one year or two years away from being really good at that, but he's just not that good at quite a few things. I mean, he, he's good at some things. He is, but he's he's not great at anything. And he, he needs to find that offensive identity as a player, defensive identity. He's a pretty good defender, but doesn't do anything insane. And I think he's just kind of a tweener, both positionally and also in terms of his play style like he could probably maybe play the power forward position in the nba but he doesn't have amazing like height so i think he's probably more of a small forward but he doesn't really play like a small forward kind of like if you know like keldon johnson like really athletic, really, really, really talented player, but is just not quite big enough to play power forward, even though that is kind of his best position. So I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, kind of something to keep an eye on. So yeah, Arthur Kaluma at Creighton, definitely a name that you're going to be hearing a lot. And then Another guy that I had here, not not like in the same tier of prospects as those two guys that I just mentioned, or three guys, I guess, um, Colby Jones. Not going to say a ton here because he's not someone that I really like quite as much, but I'm just going through my list and saying what I know, saying what I, what I have to say, saying my thoughts. Uh, Colby Jones, he's got – a good touch on his floaters. He's a smart defender. 
can be a bit lazy on offense. I feel like it sometimes doesn't really space the floor super well, not just in terms of like three-point shooting, but it kind of clogs up the lane sometimes, I think. But he is, he's a very mobile, very smooth. He's got great switchability on defense. He could really use some more size like Kaluma in order to thrive in his role. And he also needs to improve as a shooter. So he's a good role player prospect, I think, but doesn't have a lot of high level potential. But he's a name to keep an eye on as like a mid second round pick come next year. And then a really, really interesting name that is, there's going to be a lot of haters and a lot of people who are absolutely really in love with him is Harrison Ingram at Stanford. And the thing with Ingram is he's a really talented passer. He's got great vision, great size, but he is horribly unathletic and slow. He plays at his own speed, which is kind of good, but it's also a really slow speed. And like his unathleticism would be fine if he was a great shooter, but he's not. He's like an he's just an okay shooter and a very streaky shooter. But he's just crafty in a lot of ways. He doesn't have a good first step. He doesn't have great burst, but he has a he's got a crafty bag of offensive moves, I'd say. He just uses different fakes and spins and stuff to get his shots. But I don't think don't think he's going to be an amazing offensive or defensive player at the NBA level necessarily, but he's really unique and I think he's got some potential if he if he just becomes a better shooter, I think is the big thing. He needs to become a great shooter and a more aggressive playmaker because he's a really, really good playmaker, but needs to be really aggressive at playmaking and then, yeah, shooting. So if he just tightens up that shot, gets more consistent, he can be really good in a specialist shooting, playmaking kind of role, kind of like a Kyle Anderson slow-mo type of guy. He just uses different moves to get his shots or gets points off the catch and shoot, which is what I would hope for him. And then another weird thing about Ingram is when I was watching his film, he just stands in the paint for a really long time for really no reason. Like, he's not a big man really at all. I mean, he's he's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, but doesn't really... In the NBA, he doesn't project as a big man, but this could be a, a coaching thing, perhaps in a different system. He could be a lot better, but he just has some weird things. He kind of plays like a big man, even though his skill set really is not there. A lot of this is probably just team context. In the NBA, he'll definitely have a different role, I think. But I don't know. I'm I'm not in love with Harrison Ingram, but... I, I'm willing I'd be I'd be willing to take a flyer on him in the second round. And then the next guy is a is a little bit more flashy of a name. That is Jordan Hawkins over at UConn. And 
he's got these elite physical tools. He's big, tall. He's got really long arms. Pretty athletic. Right now, he's more of a project, I'd say. Didn't have he wasn't a super high production guy in college, but he's got a lot of potential. Makes a positive impact defensively, and he stays really focused on his man when playing man to man. I think that his calling in the NBA will be defense because he doesn't space the floor especially well on offense. He's also a bit of a tweener positionally. Could be small forward, could be power forward. Doesn't really fit in in, in either position. But he's very fluid, mobile, mobile. He understands his role, I would say, which I don't know what that role will be at the NBA level. And he's he's got to become a more assertive playmaker. If he can unlock that playmaking, I think he can be a really good player. But right now, he's got a lot to work on, I think. But he can he might have a breakout season in college, depending on what he's been doing this summer. So Jordan Hawkins is a name that you're going to be hearing a lot. Already have been hearing a lot about him. Then I've got two guys here that both played together in college. The first one has now transferred, I believe, over to the G League Ignite. And that is F.A. Abagini. I hope I pronounced that right. And I don't... I don't love him as a prospect, I'll be honest, but I threw him in here since I was going to be talking about his teammate anyway, and he's a flashier name that is probably going to have. There again, he's going to have a lot of people who really like him. He's going to have some haters, but I'm not a big fan. He doesn't space the floor really at all. Stays in the paint for the most part, and he's a good defender most of the time, but I feel like he's got a hard time finding defensive positioning sometimes. And as a big man, that's that's a pretty big issue. He's got a lot of size, a lot of strength, and he can bully smaller guys, but he doesn't really stand out against other centers, I wouldn't say. Seems like a bit of a poor decision maker at times. He's I would say he's got some unlocked potential, but he's he's a, he's a ways from getting there. And for a guy who's raw like him, he's a bit on the older side. I'm looking up right now his exact age so I can tell you guys. Um, he's 20 right now, but which is young, but he'll be 21 in October. So he, he I don't know, he's, he's, a, he, he's a bit too old for a guy who's as raw as him and isn't amazingly skilled i wouldn't say like there's guys like kyoto ricci akabundu ehiogo who i really really like because he's very very insanely like one of the best vertical athletes ever but abogiri just doesn't have a lot to show i wouldn't say however i do like his college teammate Muhammad Gay, and man, he's a big-time, big-man athlete. He doesn't have that jump-out-of-the-gym athleticism exactly, but he's just really good at everything, I would say. I mean, maybe not everything, everything. He doesn't really create his own shot, but he just stands out. Like, when you watch a Washington State game, 
um, he just stands out above everyone else. Like you can tell that he's made of different stuff, very fluid. And he's a hustler. He is very, looks like a very, very hard worker. He's got a little bit of a, a modern touch to his old school game, but especially defensively, I think he's really going to fit well into the NBA does not have to wind up for his, his jump at all when he's either going up for a dunk or for a block. Like, it's just instantaneous. He's above the rim. And he is, in that way, a very good lob threat. Very, very powerful and strong. And I think, well, he doesn't do much on offense. He isn't a terribly negative offensive player moves the ball isn't a bad passer he can dribble a little bit doesn't create for himself or others which is concerning kind of but his defensive outlook is so strong that i think i can i can overlook that offensive limitation a little bit then moving on quickly here oscar shibway another big man at the college level he has been in a historically good rebounder like one of the best college rebounders of all time and he plays a very old school game i would say mostly a back to the basket kind of guy uses his size to get to the rim he's also a great scorer but a lot of that is just his strength and his size he doesn't have a lot of NBA skills, I wouldn't say. I don't think he's going to translate real well. But he's a guy that I thought I should mention just because of how insanely unique he is. He's just such a, a insane rebounder. Like it's it's just not even funny. Like he last season he was breaking records like every night. It was really crazy for a while there. Uh, so I thought I should mention him. And then some other guys don't have a lot of to say on these guys. Don't have real strong opinions, but Trey Alexander at Creighton, he's a little bit on the small side, but he's really young and he's a sneaky good defender. I think he can find an NBA role. Julian Strother, he's in a lot of ways, he's an ideal 3 and D prospect. He's got can dribble, pass, shoot, does all those kinds of things. Um, I think he'll be a, a decent defender at the NBA level. And then Nolan Hickman from Gonzaga, also from Gonzaga. There's three Gonzaga guys that I put here. Um, I'll just say I'm Julian Strother, Nolan Hickman, and then Hunter Salas, who I'll talk about in a second. But Hickman has got a nice little floater game, gets good-looking jumpers, mostly more of a mid-range guy at this point, but I think he will definitely expand his range farther. And he's he can make some three-pointers, but I think at, as of now, he's probably a little bit more of a, a mid-range type of guy, but he's a really smooth athlete. He was a freshman last year at a loaded-up Gonzaga team. So this year with a bigger role, I think he can be really pretty pretty great. I think he's got he's got an NBA career ahead of him. And then Hunter Salas, he's a, a very fluid player, a little on the small side. 
He's got decent height, I think, but he's probably needs to bulk up a little bit. But he's a he's a weird kind of really good athlete. He's got some spring. Needs to work on a lot of things, I think. But he was really good in high school, and I thought that he would be a good college player. He wasn't he wasn't amazing in college, but he didn't show anything that makes me need to give up on him. I think he just had a really bad team context since Gonzaga was so, so good with Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy and Andrew Nembard at, at the point. There just was not much scoring or playmaking opportunities for a guy like Salas or a guy like Nolan Hickman. Um, and then there's one guy that a lot of people have really, I think, given up on, and that is Kai Soto. But I still think he has a small future NBA role. For one, he is he's huge. Like he's absolutely massive. And I think because of that, he can develop into a really good defender. I think he should be able to hit some catch and shoot threes at the NBA level. He's kind of like an Al Horford, but in a much more minimized role. Maybe something of a Boban Marjanovic kind type of player. This is what I see in Kai Soto at the NBA level. I don't think he's going to be a high usage guy or anything like that. Not a crazy amount of potential, but I think in the right role, Kai Soto can have an NBA career. He won't be a net minus when he's on the floor, I think, and he can just knock down some open shots while securing the rim for the most part. So I think Kai Soto is a guy that that you can keep an eye on. I don't think he is too far gone as a prospect. Then some more guys here. Jalen Wilson. He's got great frame. I, he fits right into the flow of the offense. Really looks like a guy that's going to project super well to the NBA level. Looks has a modern game. He's got great shooting potential. A little bit streaky at times, but he's got a really smooth, nice-looking release. And I think he can play really good defense can be a, a great connector piece and if he hits he will hit hard not as a star player but in his role as a really really good connecting player and I think he's showing some hits hints of self-creation he's got pretty good range I think he could be compared to like a Max Struess once he gets to the NBA I think he's kind of that type of guard, wingy player who can hit some threes, play good defense, and yeah, I I really like Jalen Wilson for a lot of reasons. And then a really elite shooter who played at a bit of a smaller college, Baylor Shireman, who I like a lot because he is from South Dakota State University, and I live in South Dakota, so that's pretty awesome, but he did, unfortunately, transfer to Creighton, probably best for his NBA potential, but that was sad for me. However, on the basketball court, he's just an elite, elite shooter, like one of the craziest shooting prospects ever. And I'm, I guess maybe I shouldn't say a prospect, but a really, really good shooter, at least in college. And he's got 
some point guard, wing forward type of potential. Lacks athleticism. So that's going to be an issue for him, I think, especially if he ends up playing like small forward at the NBA since small forwards are usually really, really athletic in the NBA. So I think that is definitely a pretty big issue for Bill Shireman, and that also makes him a little bit worse on defense in like a lot of ways. He's not really a very good defender at all, but it, what he gives on offense is far more than what he doesn't give on defense. He's an incredible, incredible passer and playmaker, just super electric with the ball in his hands. And he's got good size, not insane size, but he's got good size. And for his size, he is a really, really good rebounder. I think he averaged like seven rebounds per game last season. He's got pretty good self-shot creation, but... Definitely also will be a catch-and-shoot guy if he makes it to the NBA. So I like Baylor Shireman a lot. Maybe that's just the biased fan inside of me coming alive, but I I also think in an unbiased way that he can be a very good NBA player, especially if he can somehow become a better athlete and keep up his historic shooting. Then couple more guys here in this section i've got chris murray i don't think he's an insane prospect or anything but a lot of people like him he's just very skilled and polished like his brother keegan who's now playing for the sacramento kings he's really just an all-around player but he will be 22 years old by the draft so i don't think he's got a lot of high level potential but in the right role as a role player i think he can be Okay, so that was a little weird. I just got cut off, I guess. I can like only record for 30 minutes or something on my recording platform. But I'm back, and it, we were talking about Chris Murray. If this sounds a little weird, that is why. Um, a weird malfunction with the, the recording. So anyway, I was talking about Chris Murray. Scaled forward player, similar to his brother. He's all around. He will be 22 by the draft. So that's where we left off. And another guy that I want to talk about is Jamarion Sharp. He's crazy tall and is an absolute shot-blocking menace. He averaged like four or five or something blocks uh, last season in college. Absolutely insane. He's like seven foot five. Just nuts, a defensive anchor type of player, kind of a taco fall guy, but I think he's better than taco fall. He's not, doesn't, he doesn't do much on offense, but I think that he's a really elite defender and could find a small NBA role. And then Marcus Sasser is an absolute firecracker from deep. He's an interesting guy because. He kind of what he does is he dribbles up the court and he shoots insanely deep pull up threes, kind of like a Stephen Curry or a Damian Lillard. But he doesn't have really the other parts of his game complete enough to be like that star type of player, I don't think. So 
that means that he's going to be really boom or bust because he's either going to be really, really good and he's going to put up like 20 points per game or he's going to be out of the NBA in three years because he can't find the right role. Um, yeah, I think all of all of his positives in his game are going to come from his shooting. If he can be a, at least a neutral defender, that would be really good. I think he can be that probably, and he needs to become a better playmaker. That's going to be a really big part of his game if he wants to have a long-time NBA career. Then one guy that a lot of people really like and have been talking about and they think will become a potential first-round pick is Jalen Worley. Personally, I'd like to see more production from a lead guard before I'm going to jump full-fledged onto the ship. But I do see the potential with him. One thing that I do see with him as well that I don't think is good is that he will be most likely a backup point guard at the NBA level. And backup point guards are like the most replaceable thing in the world. So if I'm a team picking in the mid to back half of the first round, I'm probably not going to be too interested in Jalen Worley. That is just my take but we'll see what he does in the upcoming season. I'd love to see him prove me wrong. And I'll finish this off here with an international returner that I think could be pretty good. That is Leonardo Okiki. He's a physical, physical specimen. He's just huge, man. He's he's wide and has massive arms, incredibly strong. Especially for his age, he's still very young. And he's got a post-up game, probably a bit more old school, but he doesn't really have the height, I don't think, to play center most of the time at the NBA level. Um, So I'm not sure what his role is going to look like, but if he can become, if he can get more of a face-up game, more playmaking, that sort of thing, a little bit more shooting, I think he can play power forward at the NBA level, or he may be able to play a little bit of small ball center, but I'm not sure what where he's going to be there. But yeah, I, I guess that's, uh, that's the rundown for the returning NBA draft prospects that I felt were noteworthy in different ways enough to mention. A lot of dudes that can still end up being really good that I did not mention some are old on the older side. Some are still pretty young. That's what makes scouting so interesting is finding the balance between youth and potential and players that will actually contribute to winning basketball and analyzing all the different skills and weighing everything out. And that is one of the many reasons that I am stoked for the college basketball season to begin. It was a rainy outside for a good part of today. Friday as of recording, and that I think is a pretty good analogy to a lot of things in life, but especially NBA draft scouting. During the long summer months, it can sometimes feel like a scouting dry spell, and then once the college season starts, the rain really starts pouring, so to speak. Once we get in there, into college and everything, it can sometimes feel like there is just too much action to keep up with. But anyway, with that, I'll close this out and say adios.
and see you next time. And thank you. Big thanks for being patient with me with the whole recording thing. And with that, I'll say adios.